With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. This is the Happy Hour Network. Network. Pay attention, son. This is for your own good. Hey, this is Jameson Welsh from BelieveTheHypeNBA.com, and you're listening to the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, Earnestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinion Nation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gon' see me blow. Oh, got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of untouchables, Opinion Nation staff. Never went all season, homie. Check the numbers. Heart drive in my own right, supply and southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble and no threat. See him like a hurricane, you're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty shape. All right, welcome to Earnest Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian. <clears throat> On line with me, of course, it is actually Wednesday. We do this Tuesdays, but we had to move things around this week. But we still have to get in with the man, Kyle Nash, a.k.a. The Student of the Game, bringing the Student of the Game report. Kyle, now I know you in Houston uh, for Texans Patriots. How was that experience? Yo, man, I, I got to tell you, first of all, I, I got to give credit um, for a team that's relatively new to the landscape. It was not a bad experience being out in Houston. And, and at first I was discouraged that my man J.J. Watt was going to have a broken hand going into this game and still nonetheless probably made one of the most athletic plays of the night because you want to know what Bill Belichick's plan was to account for J.J. Watt? Run the ball away from him. And sometimes it just didn't matter. So, you know, sure, the game was a blowout because, you know, Hoyer sucks, but I got what I needed out of that fix, and that was to watch Watt in that defense. I guess you could say I turned out for Watt. Uh-huh. Shut up. Now I heard I heard you I heard you on your on your podcast uh, the Stew of the Game uh, uh, podcast on Mondays. I saw you you had said and I was a little shocked, but then again I don't know why that uh, you didn't find Tom Brady that impressive in person. Like what? I I really didn't. I mean, maybe it was the fact that that you know he didn't have to really. I I felt like now granted maybe it was because he was playing that defense, but his field position was good all night. Basically, the contact, he, he basically kind of either stood in the pocket or took a big hit. And, you know, 
Gronk had the two biggest catches of the game. There's a shot. Yeah, I MVP. didn't really feel like there was anything impressive there. Didn't live up to the mystique, you know what I'm saying? Not but I will give him credit. Uh, Brady did manage to do something in person that most quarterbacks don't get away with doing, and that's throwing the football across the field. Granted, it was when Whitney Merciless fell down, <laughs> leaving Gronk open yeah. for the uh, completion that set up their first touchdown. But not impressive to me, you know. Hmm. Good field position he scored. I mean, he did his job. But then again, that's the Patriot mantra. I'm not saying it was a bad day for, for, for Brady, but look, <laughs> these droll – uh, chantings for Brady and, and the church that he's a member of. I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I just didn't see it in this game. But again, getting away with a situation where you're able to throw your ball, uh, your football across the uh, your body and get a completion is is impressive stuff. I mean, well, you aren't supposed to get away with that, and he managed to. So I guess that's an impressive moment. And it's a big win for the Patriots too. Remember, they uh, they were came to the game, came to the day, should I say, is the. Uh, if the players started today, came today as a number three seed, and um, yeah, Denver and Cincinnati didn't do their jobs, um, which we get to in a second. Uh, so the Pats are back in first place in the AFC, number one seed. Yep. Um, let's stick to quarterbacks real quick, though, because um, um, in Denver, we might have another controversy again for the second time this year. Um, uh, Brock Osweiler has looked, I guess, eh, for the most part. He hasn't made any mistakes, really, but he hasn't done anything really huge for the Broncos, and there's been some talk now that... Uh, Peyton Manning is starting to make his way back, and not this week, but maybe next week that Peyton Manning might get his job back. Do you agree or disagree? If, if, you're, the, if you're the Broncos, do you, still go, well, do you rock for Brock, or do you go back to Peyton and see what he can do? So, look, first of all, we called this after the New England Patriots game, and people were saying, oh, my God, uh, Brock, put stock in Brock, right? And, and what we called is the best thing or at least I did, and, and you seem to agree with it. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. But, but what, what I said was the more time that passes, the better Manning looks because it increases the opportunity for error. Like, say, I don't know, losing to the Raiders 15-12. to 12. That, that could be. But I'm not putting that one on Brock squarely. It's funny that it took the Raiders to remind everybody, hey, you know the thing that stunk the most about this, uh, about this offense was its line. Sure, Peyton Manning happened to disintegrate into dust at some point, but that line is still what needs work, and they were still trying to put together a situation to dare Brock to throw the ball down the field. Not necessarily a bad idea for a first-time starter, but then they remembered, hey, that line still sucks. Maybe we should just put him under pressure rather than daring him to throw the ball, and it worked. I'm with you there, and I, I, I personally think that, and while there is some, what you're saying there is actually probably true, that more time away might actually help Peyton on the back end. We saw during the bye week before Green, the Green Bay game, and then into the Green Bay game, he, that, that's probably his best game of the year, really, arguably, this year. He has had, he has had many bright spots this year as it is. That was his best game of the year. Then he fell again. Um, yeah. I, I do agree to a point there, but I will say this much. I don't think Brock's Eyeswaller has played bad enough to lose his job. He, Peyton, the problem with Peyton Manning is the fact that he was Peyton Manning was costing the Broncos games. Okay, in a, in a league where there are, there's a lot of bad quarterback play, he was arguably the second yeah. worst quarterback in the league. He was three first at least one of them. Yeah. So the numbers don't lie, and let's face it. He so all the Peyton Manning stands well, out there. He has not looked good. He's been terrible this year. Period. 
problem is the numbers do lie, EJ, because up to week five, Peyton Manning had won two football games with plays at the end. However, by the time he actually did break the record, another number for you, by the way, set for a uh, career yards, the truth, I think there's truth that that Peyton Manning, that's the one that was dust in the wind that day, I mean, not just second-worst starting quarterback in the league, obviously the worst. He could not complete the simplest you're talking, you're talking about the Kansas City game. So it, it, it's, it's all – I am talking about the Kansas City game, the second Kansas City game to be specific. Right. But because the first Kansas City game, he led a charge to tie the team back up and give his defense the opportunity to pick up that fumble to win the football game. But no one remembers that. That's why numbers lie, EJ. I say all that to say this. At the point that he looked – so terrible, <laughs> despite, ironically, breaking that record for career yards in that game. At that point, he was a bad quarterback. Not even the biggest Pete Manning apologist to debate that. Right. Well, I'm glad you said numbers lie sometimes, because I'm going to go to the next topic here on the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton, number one rated passer coming into the week. Okay, He's out probably for the season, maybe back for the playoffs. We don't know. We heard two different sides of the story about his prognosis in terms of what he when he will play again, um, we now we know the narrative on, on Andy Dalton. We know we we discussed on the show for like a couple of years actually. You know, good quarterback fails in the postseason. Uh, you know, people people really hard on Andy Dalton. I feel like now on and I, I compare this to what happened week two, week three with the Cowboys. I feel like the Bengals fans who are hard on Dalton are about to have their Romo moment. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Uh, well, they had that a while back. I mean, you know, when they were undefeated as long as they were, I think they had this moment that you're talking about. But what's very interesting to me, people are talking about, oh, should they rush Andy Dalton to come back? I say no, but not necessarily because I think A.J. McCarron is the answer. Let's be clear. Have you seen the rest of their schedule? Okay. It's the Niners, the Broncos, and the Ravens. Two out of those threes are gimmies. And if A.J. McCarron can't, when at, can't win two of those games, well, there's your Tony Romo moment, but I digress. I say all that to say this. They have to remember the principle of being chased by a bear. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just got to be faster than the last one next to the bear in the chase. And that being the Broncos in this case, with that fall to the Raiders, I think that they should hold McCarron out, let Dalton get back to his max, let him step onto the field, not necessarily the week of the playoffs, but maybe even, I don't know, if he's ready to start against the Ravens or maybe starting against the play, uh, that first game in the playoffs puts him in a different mentality than he would have been in the past four years. It would be something different. I, I think keeping McCarron in the game for the last three weeks does two things. A, is he, is he all that and a bag of chips like the people who booed Andy Dalton in the preseason yeah. at a softball charity? think, <laughs> or is he uh, a little bit more cracked up in the minds of the fans than he should be? Everybody's favorite player is the backup quarterback when things aren't going on exactly the way that fans want. That simple. Right. Like I said, like I'm, well, I'm not going to sit here and say Dalton's a top 10 quarterback in the league, you know, but I will say he's productive, gets the job done, and like I said, I think the Bengals about to have the rumble moment if they ain't careful. Um, I don't know if you saw the game on, on Monday night, though. Um, my boys against the Dolphins. Um, but I want to talk about my my man, Old Dell Beckham yeah. Jr. I mean, Eli did his thing, obviously. Eli's the Eli. But Old Dell Beckham Jr. I, 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 you know, it's funny because, like, there was talk 
coming into the year, after the year he had last year, considering the numbers he put up in, in 12 games, um, that a lot of people thought that it was a fluke. Like, there were even, like, rival cornerbacks saying that, uh, I don't know if he's that good. Is it time to look at Beckham as a top three receiver in the league right now? Because I, I think you can argue that right now, that he's a top three receiver in the league. He's at least in that discussion. He's at least in that discussion. It's, it's, it's really hard to put a guy that young as a top three in the league. But, you know, there's plenty. There's a, there's a collaboration of evidence that could give somebody a pretty good argument to make that, to put that together. Um, I, would I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly have, have trouble with that. Um, you know, he did get praise from Josh Norman uh, uh, going into the upcoming Panthers game. I'll say this. I won't judge anybody, Giants fan or not, if they say it today. Because there's certainly evidence to do that. It's not just the numbers. Look at the film, man. What he can do on a dime as far as moving is impressive. He's not exactly a bad blocker either. It's not bad. Um, I mean, like, you look at the top, like, three to five receivers in the league. You know, Julio Jones. You think of Julio Jones, okay? You think of uh, uh, Antonio Brown, obviously. Probably the best in the league right now. The guy is, is an absolute workhorse, okay? Then he, it gets kind of testy because I would still put Dez in that conversation, but this year it's kind of like a, a little bit of a, of a, of a um, you know, a weird situation because he didn't, ha- he didn't have Romo all year. So by default, right. Dez probably should be there, but won't because of the situation. I think we've seen the so best. You AJ Green off? You want to forget about AJ Green altogether? I'm going on there. Calvin Johnson, okay. Calvin Johnson. We've seen the best of Calvin Johnson. He's still really good. Yeah, I don't even know why longer. you're bringing him up right now. To yeah, be honest, we yeah. talked about his decline. Yeah, he's yeah, he's already on the, on the way down. He's still really good. He's still a top six, seven receiver, but he's not no longer the guy he was three years ago. You know, so Absolutely. you look at, you look at the roster of receivers that we consider the greatest. AJ Green also. You know, look at Beckham what he's done in just in, in a year and a half to two years. The numbers, it's historic numbers. Yes. And that's, and, yes. And that's the thing Absolutely. you can't ignore. I mean, what he's done in the first few years. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about how oftentimes he is the only guy with some of the injuries that the, that the Giants have been facing. Uh, Ruben Randall has been on the field on and off and been limited. He's been in terrible. Various other he's, he's been terrible. Let's, let's call it Spade a Spade. I'm a Giant fan. He's been terrible. He, he's just, last week complains that he's not going to have looks, but then he gets looks, he drops the damn football. So I want to hear that, Ruben Randall. Sorry. Bitter, party of one, bitter. Party of one, your table is now ready. That's right. <laughs> Let's stay in the NFC so quick. Let's stay in the NFC so quick. Um, look, I know it's look. I, I know it's, it's a bad division, but really, the NFC East really is a a a, a, a present, presentation of what the NFL really is. There are really twenty, a little over twenty teams in the league who are either at five hundred or below five hundred. So, the NFC East isn't just isn't just the only. Uh, Teams that are actually carrying a load for for, for, pure, for you know for putrid football because the rest of the league you can argue has been doing the same thing also outside maybe 10, 11 teams. Okay, that being said, right. now with three weeks, three weeks ago, we got the Eagles, got the Giants, got the Redskins all tied at six and seven. Obviously, playoffs are today. Skins are in, but you got three games two weeks ago. Who do you feel b- b- best about going into these last three weeks? So I've hinted at the Giants, but the truth is their schedule sucks. 
and we see what the Redskins are doing. I believe both the Redskins and the Eagles have winnable games, but the Eagles on their way out have the Arizona Cardinals. they got to pray that the Cardinals are packing it up. That they've declin- that they've clinched, and I don't think that's how that'll happen. And they're playing this uh, week. week 17, they're playing this week, actually. The uh, Cardinals and the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but what I get to is, is, is there's still a lot of interdivisional games as we round out, and and I'll tell you, if you expect me to believe in Kirk Cousins, you're crazy. Really. This is this is a good conversation to have, but we all know come January we're just debating over who's going to get a first round next. You like that? You like that? Let's just call that what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that? Like yeah. So did Andy Dalton. Be the next one in line. Moving on. So uh, I mean, uh, today, looking at the schedule, which you know I'm fond of doing, I would say the Skins have the advantage, but they will topple. Week 17 will decide it, and I'm being asked to basically pick between the Eagles and the Skins because I don't believe the Giants will beat both the Panthers and the Vikings. I just don't think that'll happen. Wouldn't shock me. I might, I might tell me a homer here. It wouldn't shock me, though, given what the Giants have always done. <laughs> but Again, we said last week that the best chance for the Panthers to lose a game remaining this season is this coming Sunday. No question. Right. I'll just, uh, man, uh, I'll, you know what? I'm forced to do it against my better judgment. I got the skins for right now, and I'm going to regret it. Somebody's going to send me this bite. I'm going to be like, yeah, I know I hated but it Kyle, when it happened. We, we oh, can man. change the pick next week because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up this question again next week's podcast and discuss this. I know. You know, so right now the polls of the skins. I don't want to be like a weatherman the, and the, who's the, only the right thing, every the, so often. The thing is you're correct there. Based on the, based on the schedule, you're absolutely right. The Skins have the advantage. However, the upside lies with, with the Eagles. But the Eagles played the Cardinals this week. So, and we can't, I mean, yeah, the Eagles beat the Patriots two weeks ago, but that was, that was the Bank the Patriots team. That was kind of a fluky game also to it a little bit. Cardinals are a better team, yeah. a very good team. The Cardinals don't make a lot of mistakes. So let's, I, I don't think that the things that, the, the things that happened in that game um, <laughs> against the Patriots will happen again against the Cardinals. I, I, I doubt that happens. So, yeah, twenty four points in gimmies. Yeah, just saying. It happened again. Um, let's or excuse me, twenty eight. My bad. No, it was excuse me. Let's just say twenty one and move on. I'm get, I keep on messing my numbers up. Right. All right <laughs> last question. Let's go here. And we did this last week. We'll do this again. Playoff picture. Let's go through the AFC first quickly. One and two seeds currently: Patriots and Bengals. One and two currently right now. Okay. The walk. The the the, the two divisional winners. All other ones are. The Broncos and the Colts, and then you have your wild cards currently the Jets and the Chiefs. Does this six team playoff format hold? Mark my words here the Steelers will make their way in. Have who's you out? seen their final schedule? I've seen it. Who's out? What changes here? The Jets. That's route. Okay. The Jets. The Jets are out. Um, I, 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 frankly, I mean, look, <laughs> give it up for my man, the Kool-Aid man, Andy Reid. Oh, yeah, for doing what he's done with a seven-win streak. Coach, you can He'll extend that. Yeah. <laughs> King of the check down in the hizzy. Yeah. Trying to tell you. Got to give him credit, though. He's, he's been throwing the ball down for a little more in the last, like, couple weeks, though. Give him a little bit of credit of that, Alex Smith. A little bit of more Oh, credit. yeah. Um, uh, so that, that changes. Does the Bengals and Pats hold his buys, or you think the Broncos slip in there? 
Um, you, you know that. Well, the uh, the Patriots hold because their schedule for finishing up is absolutely nothing short of atrocious. I think their most intimidating intimidating game might be the Dolphins in Week 17. I know they have the Titans, and I forget the other game. Jets, the, the Jets, the Jets. They just Week 16. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Boom. There's your loss for the Jets, and here come the Steelers. I say all that to say the Patriots will win out with that week schedule. They might have a situation where Garoppolo is playing the Dolphins, but I doubt it, and the Patriots will hold. The Bengals are the interesting question. If they do what I said and they lose with well, McCarron starting to Osweiler, that could be a problem. Right. Um, and, I think, and I think the Bengals need a bye week. They need a bye week. I, I stress it all year long because not only that, and now with Dalton being out for we don't know how long, if he's able to play in the playoffs, a bye week would help. Yeah, and moreover, well, actually, no, I disagree, EJ. If, if there's a bye week, there's another week that Andy Dalton's thinking about it. Oh, okay. Because another way, uh, paid devil's advocate, I, I, I tend to see what you're saying there. All right, let's go to the NFC real quick. NFC, uh, obviously, the, the bye is currently in the NFC. This is going to stick, obviously, these two teams. Panthers, mm-hmm. Cardinals, one and two. Round out the other Panthers four play. teams. Other division winners include the Packers, who's won two in a row, but I don't trust them still. Um, and right now the Redskins in the NFC East uh, leader right now by the virtue of the tiebreaker. Your wild cards are the Seahawks and the Vikings. By the way, I think the Vikings got got like got the good job, good effort, uh, uh, praise this weekend because even though they lost to Arizona, every team behind them in the, in the wild card race all lost too. You know what the bad news for the Vikings in that game was? They beat themselves. Yeah. You know what the good news for the Vikings was that game though was they beat themselves. Yeah. <laughs> It's that simple. That um, that said, does this six-team list hold? Oh wow! Um, I think because the the wild card teams have a two-game lead on the team that would compete, the Bucks. And yes, I'm leaving out your fraud cons. The Bucks <laughs> um, at six and seven are the biggest threat. The Seahawks schedule is laughable. Even without Rawls and Lynch, congratulations, Russell Wilson's getting a ticket after playing the best three games in 2015. Um, uh, yeah, period. His best three games in 2015 have been the past three weeks. Of course, it's in the reverse order that they've occurred, but nonetheless, the best three games in 2015. Okay. Um, as long as that defense keeps playing, there won't be a problem. So it's basically the only, the only, basically the only issue you'll have now is the NFC East. Pretty much, the NFC East is the only one you really have to think about. Who will be there? Yeah, right? I mean, so if the Vikings mail it in and they and they let their spirits get low and they lose another game, that'll drop them to fifth, and now things get interesting. At any rate, the Bucks are still screwed if Cam Newton's going into Tampa. Um, I believe that game's in Tampa, but going into Tampa undefeated. So even still, you got to say the Vikings. You got to say the Vikings. I think the NFC is set minus NFC East situation. Other than that, I think the other five teams, I'm confident it will stick. However, the order you put yep. it in, that's a different story. But I think the five teams minus NFC East uh, winner will stick. I think two game lead uh, yeah, is, is, I is pretty much. I think two game lead with three games to go in the wild card. I think I think it's pretty safe. I mean, Minnesota has to literally shit the bed to really uh, lose that grasp. I don't see yeah, it happening. I think uh, it's a good team. That's about right. So you know, and, and do you realize that 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 out of bounds in the Lions Seahawks game has now propelled them to the playoffs? Just throwing that out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, you can follow my man Kyle Nash on Twitter at the SOTG. All his great work at NGSSports.com. Check out the Metro Mania, of course, uh, out now, actually, on, on the website. Kyle, we'll do this again next week. Hey, man, don't forget, though, the new sports symposium on the NGSE Sports YouTube channel by the end of the year as well. So there's that upcoming, brother. Good. But, yeah, about, I about damn time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I gave you the lesson plan for that, for that particular session. But until the next time, class dismissed. Take care, brother.
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.